this is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is Derek. This is Kevin. And you are listening to an Elegant Weapon Podcast, which is... Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York, these vagabond shoes are longing to stray. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 88. I am your sickly, sickly host, the Jedi Ross. I do not feel well, and even though I am sick, that's not going to stop me from flicking my big. Man, ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Weed is from the earth. God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my main thing. She makes me feel alright. She makes my heart sing. And when I'm feeling low, she comes with no surprise. Turns me on with her love. Takes me to paradise. kids and welcome to the last elegant weapon of 2013 oh it's been it's been an exciting year it's been a fantastic year tonight hanging out with us to end it off with a bang is the new mutant ladies and gentlemen this is alan alan thank you for hanging out with us this evening thank you for letting me hang out Absolutely. It's my honor. It's my pleasure. Anybody out there asking themselves right now, who the hell is the new mutant? Why don't you tell them? Let's see. I'm known as Alan White in some circles. And I am a long, 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 long time fan of uh, of comics 
And Jermaine, to your last few episodes, Doctor Who. Nice. I'm probably uh, a fan longer than maybe some of your listeners have been alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. (coughs) Oh, oh, geez, excuse me. Again, tonight, kids, I do apologize if I'm a little slow on the mute button for the coughage, but uh, there is a (laughs) virus going around my house that just seems to be going from one person to the next, kicking ass after ass. And apparently this week it's been my ass that has been chosen to be kicked. <laughs> so I'm a little bit sniffly and uh, such. So um, uh, we've crossed paths, as uh, most of my guests do here and there, uh, firstly on the Twitter. On the Twitters. Yes, where they can find you at The New Mutant. Yes, but not even the. I am at New Mutant. At- I snatched that title up. <laughs> it's fine. A- that's a fucking. Uh, that's a good title to have snatched up, man. That's uh, one I've seen around in various forms, you know. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not plural, then I'm not. I'm not um, infringing on anybody's copyright. <laughs> there you go. You got to be careful. It's those subtle differences, right? Yes. Yes, it's. I know uh, you want, so it applies. <laughs> I have a. I have a knockoff Darth Vader like twelve-inch doll figure, but it's Space Commander. Or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. got like he's half painted like silver and stuff. Like it's totally a Darth Vader mold, but they've painted it like silver and given him like a purple sword and stuff. Okay. And I, I thought j- maybe you were going to go into the oh I'm thinking of Force Commander in the Micronauts. No, 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 no. This is a, this one's a flat out. I found it in the convenience store one day, just you know, one of those random treasures you come across. Yes. And I do know what you're talking about, but no, this is this is a flat-out Vader, and it's uh, it's quite brilliant. I think it's of Taiwan origin. But <laughs> now, I think I first heard of you through uh, mutual friends and fellow POIers, the Wu mates. No. Yes. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. And and I you, and I came I came into POI through through that door. Right. Through, through the through the brothers Karamazov. <laughs> That's where indeed I first heard about you was uh, was good word from those guys and yeah it was awesome. Uh, in the past year we were honored to have the Woomates join the Points of Interest podcast network and uh, super super awesome dudes. I've enjoyed many podcasts with those fellows and uh, they are a serious force in the uh, championing of independent comics. So if you haven't heard the Woomates yet, please definitely go to pointsofinterestpodcast.com and check out the Woomates because these boys are righteous and such. Um, so, yeah, back to the point at hand, hanging out tonight with uh, whom you've <laughs> just discovered is Mr. Alan White, uh, the new mutant. New York City, yeah? Yes. New living. York, New York, man. That's for, you, you born and raised or? Born and then raised upstate uh, about 25 miles from here. Tonawanga? No, 20, only 25 miles. <laughs> I can't help it. I hear upstate New York. I think Tanawanga. <laughs> well, who did that to you? Who put that uh, in your head? That's just being a little bit north of Buffalo. I hear all those words all the time, you know. It's all oh, yeah. Chittawaga and Tanawanga and Wichitaga. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's where the indigenous population lent some names. Yeah. We have quite a bit of it uh, around here, around the Toronto area, too. I, I live in a city called Mississauga. 
So uh, I saw that. Yeah, there's quite... and, and decided not to try it. <laughs> wow, it goes down real it. smooth, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, I, I I often feel ashamed that I haven't got down to New York City. Being in Toronto, I mean, when I'm like an eight or nine hour drive away from Manhattan or something crazy like that, you know. So that's not just a shame. That's a damn shame. That's right. Well, I mean, especially with New York Comic Con having exploded to the size that it has. Uh, it's the perfect excuse for me to some, you know, maybe put something down next year and come on down. And uh, I had a few friends, actually, a friend of mine, Anthony Rutgazer, who is uh, he's got a comic coming out called The First Hero for Action Labs. Excuse me. Yeah, And uh, he's uh, he went down to New York uh, Comic Con this year and I had hoped to get down. But uh, due to, you know, other circumstances, I wasn't able to attend. But he had a great time down there hanging out with them. And uh, I'm assuming you've attended then. Yes, sir. Once or twice or every time. <laughs> every time. How old is that con now? I think it's like four, maybe five years. Is that it? Yep. Isn't it seem ridiculous that there hasn't been a New York Comic Con for like 20 years? Well, they've been many comic cons that just hasn't been the New York Comic Con. Yeah, that's kind of what, what I, I'm sure many wonderful things go on there in the community, but totally the uh, that there hasn't been like a huge stable one there. But I mean, in five short years, it's shot up to number two. That's insane. But I mean, you could expect that. That's New York styles, right? It's the it's the venue first of all. They they're uh... They've gotten the size, and then it's uh, then they're a juggernaut. Their machine is a juggernaut. Yeah, they're the same ones that put on C two E two. Oh, are they? Read pop. Was that not read read ex- exhibit exhibitions or somebody something? Right. But the first one that they had, I think it was the first one. I was working on an audio drama with uh, the winner of Who Wants to Be a Superhero. Oh yeah. And yeah, and. Uh, and I, I thought that it would be pretty nifty if uh, if the if the convention were to have um, my buddy the winner of of the show. And so I emailed them out of, like a lark because I'm no I am I am just I'm a fan. That's what I am. I'm not a an, a, an agent. I'm 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 not a professional in the business drawing dollars down. I'm just I am, I am, I am we, I am us. Yes. But they responded to me and I think, well, they responded to me and we made it happen and they didn't only bring um, Matthew Atherton, but they also brought the guy that did Major Victory and the woman who, who, who portrayed Fat Mama. They made a whole uh, situation out of it. So their responsiveness to fans, to artists, I think is the thing that's putting them on the map. Uh, it's it must be. It almost has to be because as an experienced congoer myself, to only have been around for five years and to have the reputation it does for the size that it is is is, is pretty impressive to me. Because you know it takes some uh, it takes some working out of the kinks when, especially you know, I mean, Fan Expo for example in Toronto as uh, this is going to be, I think the 20th year it's getting up there and uh yeah and you know it took many years of growth and every year they're still trying to improve and still trying to make it better you know Mm -hmm. so for new york to have the you know there must be some really cool people running it down there and it and c2e2 i've heard too uh, people love that con 
people always yeah. have a hell of a time at that con. So yeah, there must be some good people behind the the events happening there, you know. Well, that's where I finally made face to face with the Karamazov brothers. <laughs> I will call them that. I will also call them the Thunder Twins. The Thunder Twins. Nice. Um, since, uh, since Jason is Thunderduck360 on Twitter. Why? You know what? I've never asked him why that is, actually. Do you know I'm why thinking, that is? I, I can only guess because I haven't asked him either. Because uh, with my smug self, I just figured out that I knew. And we'll have to ask him or he can tweet us and let us know that I think it's a sports thing. I think because uh, he coaches the, the youngins. He's got a heart for the kid. Oh, he loves the kids. Okay. He loves the kids. So I think maybe it's a sports thing, and okay. I, or, or either that or a combination of sports. And uh, isn't there an Xbox 360? There is an Xbox 360. Do you think that's his gamer tag? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Jason, awesome. <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Yeah, those guys are funny. Whenever. Uh... Whenever we get together, we always have a super good time with those fellas and uh, that sort of thing. Well, the thing the thing I like about them is that uh, you're instantly familiar. Yeah. Family. As soon as I, when I met them, and they gave me my first actual, uh, as an artist and a writer, interview. Like, they took me so seriously before I, um, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. May I? Absolutely. Backtrack just a little. So, so uh, fan. And um, when I graduated high school, again, way back before many of you lovelies were born, <laughs> I went into uh, Joe Kubert's School of Cartooning Art and Graphic Design. Oh, did you? Yes, to be a cartoonist with art and graphic design. That's fantastic. But that's the, that is fantastic. The, the, the whole process was fantastic. Um, to go and then after getting there um, starting the craft but um, I was too young and impressionable by all sorts of stuff okay. so I did not stay and I thought I was supposed to do another thing in life which I started doing for like which I started doing and w was doing for like 20 something years I suppose. oh yeah okay That's giving cool. myself away to that <laughs> and uh, and that didn't work out. Oh! If you want details, you can at me at New Mutant on Twitter, and I will talk to you about it. Yeah, he'll spill. But I don't want to bore kids. the children. You want a good gut spilling? You hit him up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, then then I so I turned all that other stuff into some kind of profession, into mental health, and it still was. I was on the rocks. It, it was. It didn't take me where I wanted to go. Like it didn't take me to where I am now. I'm like in that profession. And now I'm in a good place in that profession. But before I was, it was just a mess. And that's when Who Wants to Be a Superhero happened, and uh, a fanship going on with that. And I'm getting to know folks. And so me and the winner became friends. Actual friends by uh, the same way I'm friending you and friending the Thunder Twins and everybody. Just the the miracle of the internet. And until we wind up meeting and hanging out and stuff like that. And so now now we're buddies. Right, right. So that, that was stoking up some fire, some juice, creative juices. And um, that's when I, I, I thought, let's take um, the actual character from the show. Because if people don't know, Who Wants to Be a Superhero was a 
quote reality unquote show, which was actually um, it was it was mostly rea- reality show in in the vein of reality shows. You get people from walks of life, you stick them together in a house, you give them a bunch of tasks, and you let them tear each other apart. Yeah. Until somebody walks away with uh, the grand prize of whatever. I'm not sure that I've seen it, but I do remember it. I remember seeing about it and such. So yeah, but the distinction in this one was well, first, you know, it was Stanley helming it, and two, it was the contests were of character because nobody is flying and nobody's lifting up cars. Right. So, I mean, it's a beautiful fantasy, but it's, that's not happening. Right. So it was contest of character. They they would set up some um, challenges, and then if you then then they sent the heroes through the challenges. But the actual objective was secret to test out the character of the of the applicant. So like there was one one of the earlier contests were uh, go out into this area of Los Angeles and change into your superhero costume as fast as you can. It's a race for how fast you can change into your superhero costume. So people were going through this course to get to the end of it and change or whatever. And on the way, there was a small crying child who was calling out for her mommy. Which was a setup, yes. That was the setup. Okay. So they wanted to see how many of the heroes were going to actually stop their own agenda and help the child. So right. there you go, character, um, character tests. So um, that show, that character, Matthew Atherton's character, oh, spoilers, he won. <laughs> his, his character is called Feedback, and getting to know him and, and his, um, his genuine love for the medium and comics and his backstory being that his father died uh, when he was young and reading Spider-Man was helping him formulate who he should be as an adult and as Holy a man. Holy fuck, he even comes with a superhero origin? Honestly. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly. But when I got a hold of this thing, I was told about it from a friend who was skeptical. And that skeptical friend found the the online bios of about five or six of the <clears> contestants. <throat> and all those bios were on IMDb. Oh, Yeah. They were IMDb, IB, yeah, IMDb, IMDb, yep, yeah. So they were actors in, out in uh, LA. Oh, okay. And I had already gotten hooked on the show, and it was already stoking my my creativity, and I was yeah. getting invested. And I'm thinking these people are awesome. They're just like me. They're just like us. Until I find out they're actors, then I then I launched into the internet to find some group so I could just cuss people out <laughs> because what it seemed like if they were actors it seemed like the producers including stan lee at i thought were like in school in high school you have the nerds right then you hire the jocks to pretend they're nerds and put the camera on the jocks that you hired yeah that's bullshit the nerds yeah so i was mad about that but that that wasn't exactly what had happened what had happened was that the show producers put out this open call, come down to this studio in your superhero costume and see if we'll um, choose you to be on our new reality show. And they did it in L.A. <laughs> so who do you think is going to show up? Right. Actors. Exactly. <laughs> Starving actors. Yes. And Matthew Atherton was one of – he wasn't a professional working actor. He had some working – he had some acting cred and he had done one or two bits 
but I was mad. I was like, you, you guys, this is what you do. This is what you do. Here we are. A disenfranchised little group because um, I felt disenfranchised at the time. Gotcha. And this is what you guys do. Yeah. And he he got on the same forum that I was bitching and moaning. And he uh, he said, I understand how it looks, but I just want to encourage you that everything I've said is 100 percent accurate. And so I'm like, oh, oh, shit. This Look, is yeah, he's out there defending himself. Fuck yeah. yeah. So so let me so let me step back a minute or two and just and then we started to conversate and then uh, then the rest is history. So I so everything he did say is true. And his his actual superhero origin is true. He uh, <clears> he, just, he took a, a cue from Spider-Man and, and how to how to make himself uh, a grown person. And, and he's working shit out like we all are. And um, I thought he deserves a little more than this after the show because they're supposed to be making a comic book and the comic book, where was that? And they're supposed to be making a figure and where's the figure? I don't know. And it's dragging the heels and whatnot. So while we're waiting for all this, all these, these goodies, let's do an audio drama. Now let's take some stories. And so me and the, um, the people in the fan group that I had met and met uh, Matt through started writing stories and we started putting them um, to audio format and, they're online right now. At, oh yeah, um, yeah. They're like four years old now. Whatever. Where can you get them? At um, www <laughs> dot broken sea, as in um, the ocean, the right. water. Yeah. Brokensea.com. Cool, man. Yeah. But th- so that happened for a few years, and uh, and then I dove into some more uh, comic book stuff and got online, stayed online. Um, Took my new mutant little persona and got in with um, the DC Noise and Eleven O'clock Comics and um, Marvel Noise and those kind of podcasts. Met Mike Myers and all sorts of awesome folk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me slow down. Not the Mike Myers from the movies. Okay. The, the Mike Myers who hosts DC Noise. Okay. Yes, he's 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 you and me as well. He just happens to have this name. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It could, it's actually a weirdly common name. And uh, then they then they're like, so yeah, this is this this that we love comics. You love comics, blah blah blah. Do you have you ever done any art? And I mean, how do I say no, 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 no art for me? I I did. So I said I did. And in fact, I did. Uh, I took some stories that I had written while I was going to Cubert's a million years ago and made uh, a comic book and published the first issue and then got it all caught up in that other stuff that I mentioned when I left the school. So didn't wow. talk about it, didn't do anything with it. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> well, Mike Myers, the the geek, not the actor – Unless the actor is a geek, then I'm not talking about that geek. I'm talking about my geek. He wasn't a proper geek. My yeah. <laughs> he he uh, he solicited the name of the comic from me because I wasn't so. I don't know if I wasn't proud of it, but I just I didn't want to revisit or whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Thank you. And he um, he dug it up. He found a back issue from Mile High Comics. There in Colorado. I'm about a mile high in Denver where the rock meets Timberland. 
<laughs> from 20 something years ago. <laughs> no, 30 something years ago now. Well, 20 something at the time. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell? Strange things happen in Colorado, man. <laughs> they really so I, do. <laughs> I ordered I ordered mine and then we emptied the warehouse. And now the only ones that exist is in Michael's house and my house. But it gave me it, it it you know my fire was already lit from uh, from feedback the adventures of feedback it was called a hero's call it's called a hero's calling okay writing that and uh, I'm like so all right so maybe I should um, try it again and that's and that's what I did through three years ago started writing the new adventures of the characters that I started. 30 years ago. Wow, that's fucking cool, man, to go back to something like that you started then. That's fucking awesome. That must have been a trip, too. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it is, it's been a trip. It's, it's still a trip. Well, your head is in such a different mindset 30 years later, you know? Like, I've, I, I, you know, not maybe quite 30 years, but I still look back on things maybe I did a while ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago. And I'll maybe read something I wrote or something and just I won't identify with it in any way. <laughs> like it this doesn't even sound like me or these aren't things that I would think in any way. Like it, it astounds me how much I find I've actually changed over the years, you know, when it really comes down to things like writing and things that show like a lot of self, you know what I mean? Yes, I do know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like geez, especially from like like high school years and shit, you know? Yes. <clears throat> just yes. getting all full of this and that and, and writing stuff in a black book that just, you read that black book 20 years later and you're like, how, what, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> was I on things that I didn't realize I was? What's happening? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's brave, man, to go back on that and be able to expand on things that, you know, from, that's what cool, I man. What I thought would be a better approach was, since I'm 30 years older, let me just jump 30 years ahead in their universe, too, and just pick the story up 30 years later. Okay, cool. So now all those characters, they they were analog, analogous to us in that cartooning school, because it was, it was a bit of uh, my first time away from home. Uh, am I going to be a real cartoon? Oh, so it's kind of semi-autobiographical? Slightly, okay. Because I don't, I don't really have superpowers. <laughs> Real but the characters, we made the characters have powers. Okay. Because I wanted to do a comic book. Biography. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know those com uh, drama comics. They don't, they don't go too far. So yeah, I, yeah, I hear about them all the time from Blue Water, right? Uh, I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, do they no, exist? There is. There's like, there was an Oprah comic. That, uh, there was like an Obama comic. There was like okay, a yeah, comic. stuff like that. Well, there's that makes there's one comic I'm interested. I haven't been able to find yet, but I want to read is uh, Ziggy Marley's Marijuana Man. But is that Marijuana Man a, a, a character or is it Ziggy Marley himself? It's a, I, that's what I'm. I'm pretty sure it's a character. I'm pretty sure it's a fucking like superhero somehow with marijuana powers or something. Um, that's one reason I really want to read it because I'm not too clear on where they're going with that one. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a it's a superhero comic. But, right on then. You know, I'll keep on the hunt. Hopefully, one day it'll appear and. 
I'll I'll be after what I'm looking for, you know. The elusive. <laughs> you will have you will have acquired it. So what do you collect yourself? What do you read yourself quite often uh, that's uh, you know, by other artists? I must be a Marvel zombie. I guess I must be a Marvel zombie because that's where uh that's what I was reading way back in the day. Oh yeah. And kept on doing so. Are you a big so, collector then? Have you always um, been? Like- well, I've had to move a bunch of times. Therefore, I'm kind of done collecting. Because <laughs> I'm not. Because I, I I can't continue to be lugging these boxes from location to location to location. Yes, I hear you. Do you know what it's like to have to pack up seventy six fucking lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a chore and a half, my friend. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so, you know, if I move again, it'll probably hopefully be the last one. (laughs) Into a place that, well, maybe you own where you live now. I don't know. Um, I I won't be where I am now forever. Um, I'll be here for a couple more years. I'll probably be here till the one kid's done with high school, but, uh... You know, I have a nice little basement thing going on here in my little uh, L5J studios happening. But uh, <clears throat> it's still – they're, they're kind of like only semi-displayed. I don't have that much room at the moment. Uh, a lot of good ones are packed up still and stuff. So hopefully one day I'll have that room where I can just, you know, just shelves and shelves of things being displayed in their glorious nature, you know? Are you prone to call it a man cave or is that – I, I I am occasionally, um, but with my son around a lot more, we call it the Bat Cave because he just likes Bat Cave. So, but right. I have many times myself referred to it as the Man Cave. Yes. Yes. I also like to refer to it as the Armory, uh, just because <laughs> it is filled with blasters and bowcasters and lightsabers and such. So nice, nice. <laughs> There's a couple nice. katanas over in the corner. Uh, courtesy of Mr. Anthony Bachman, I have a beautiful Highlander replica sword that he got. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's one of my zombie deterrents that I keep on a stand at the ready. You know what I mean? All right there now, Michonne, (laughs) work that. Well, there was a beautiful day on Twitter, I remember, and I can't remember who started it. Uh, I think it was Anthony. Uh, of the next Element Pod, also of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Um, mm-hmm. Colorist on Geek, actually. Uh, that's coming along nicely. Everybody watch out for that. But he tweeted a picture. I think it was him who started a chain of people tweeting pictures of their katana blades. Hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and then I tweeted at one point, show me yours, I'll show you mine. And I tweeted a picture of mine. So we had a nice chain going on of people just tweeting pictures of their fucking death-killing machines that they have in their houses. See, now I follow him, and I miss that going, goings on. I guess it's because I didn't I, don't, I didn't follow all you guys at the time. So whatever he tweeted to somebody I didn't follow, I didn't see. Yeah, yeah. And this was a bit ago, too. It's been a while. Uh, I've, I was looking at some of the dates lately because you lose track and stuff. But uh some of the things, you know, it's been a couple of years. We've had a lot of stuff going on and so much has grown. It's been uh, really exciting. And, and the guests, you just never run out of cool guests. There's always someone new to talk to and interesting, you know, someone to get to know and, uh, you know, and, and still like you'll, I'll think of people like even you. I was like, I haven't talked to him yet. What, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's happened many, many times because I've had so many Twitter conversations with people and even been on, say, other podcasts with those people. 
mm-hmm. and it's like, what, we haven't done this yet? And I'll be shocked when I'll, someone will come on and they haven't been on. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but uh, I never thought I'd get to 88 episodes, like 88 miles per hour. Our flux capacitor is in full gear. Right on. But, you know, you just go one week at a time or occasionally, you know, every couple of weeks at a time. <laughs> I know. You I'm know? ready for some more Doctor Whoage. That was uh that was intense, man. I really appreciate the support you threw out uh during that time. I'm glad you enjoyed and it was uh it was an intense time, man. I was just overflowing, brimming with uh excitement because uh I've just become obsessed with Doctor Who so much in the past like year. I don't know why, but I've just just I can't get enough. And just spending four straight shows just jabbering on about it was such a nice release, you know? I loved it, and that's when I knew I liked the cut of this man's jib. <laughs> that's what did it, eh? Yes, <laughs> because many people do love the Doctor, and yeah. they, uh, and they, but they haven't had my uh, my history with the Doctor, which is you no know, just common fan history, but it, it meant something to me. Definitely, somewhere down deep, there's some some formulative times in life that i was checking the doctor out and me and him was riding through some uh <laughs> some some weird and very um potentially traumatic times but i was able to throw it all aside and and lay on my belly and put my chin in my hands and just watch that Gallifreyan bop all over the time and space. It's kind of crazy, man. I wouldn't. Uh, it's not the first person I'd think of as somebody who grew, would grow up in uh, New York City, all getting into Doctor Who. You know. Well, it would. It would have been um, our PBS station, um, of course, thirteen that got the. Um, I guess they bought a license or whatever to get the Tom Baker stuff. Right. And show it on that st- on that station, and then when it grew in popularity, then another one of our stations started picking it up and, and broadcasting it on um, Saturday. And so I, I'm faithful, and I had to I had to every Saturday I had to get in it. Nice. Is Tom? Is that your doctor then, Tom Baker? That's my doctor. And yeah. you must have really enjoyed seeing his pop up in the fifth. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It was uh, it was beautiful. Sorry, that's uh, sorry. that's Erin. That's all right. Yes, you can hear. She's sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hello there. Alan says hi. I've got headphones on, so she oh, can't. Oh, so she can't hear yeah. my call. Say, say hello to all the fine people listening out there. Hello to all the fine people listening out there. There you go. Nice. Erin, as well as uh, she's kind of got on the bandwagon with uh, with me on the Who in the past little while. I think you're a little excited about uh, the time of the Doctor now. I gonna... am, but I I like Matt Smith. Yeah, I know it's going to be sad, but uh, this oh, is right. me and Olecki. Well, Capaldi is the next best thing to what I think would have been great, and that would have been Hugh Laurie. I would have loved to have seen a Hugh Laurie that... Doctor Who. Yeah. I wonder if. I wonder if that wouldn't have taken the franchise into a, a too wide of a of an audience. Not that there's such a thing, but I like the idea of people getting on board organically from the material rather than being drawn by star power. You're absolutely right. I happen to uh, 
be a big fan of his, and uh, I just know he'd do a good job of it. So personally, I would be excited, but I absolutely do see your point there. In fact, enough to where they went an opposite way. A lot of people criticize them for uh, going with like kind of an older, darker doctor. Yeah, uh, you know, because they're going to jeopardize the newfound, you know, popularity that they've had in the states that they built and blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's a yeah. fucking British show. It's made by Brits for Brits. It always has. Just be lucky you enjoy it and that they let us watch it. You know, right? You know, get in or get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking Canada, CBC co-producers helping make this shit happen. You know, very very proud of it. Doctor Who came out of the mind of a fucking kid from Toronto. From the T-Dot kids. Pay attention. Right on. <laughs> we saw him. I saw him portrayed by the great Sir Brian Cox. He was so good, eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing was very touching. Adventure in Space and Time was, uh, was a very, very well-made fucking biopic. I'm big on biopics. I love that kind of shit. And that was, that was far exceeded what I thought it would even be like, you know? Yeah, because it has so many different elements in the telling of its origin. Like it had it had a flavor of Mad Men in it. It had yeah. you know it just had that period piece in it. It had um, empowerment for women. It had empowerment for minorities. <laughs> so much going on at the same time. Yeah, it's, I appreciated it. It was super cool. I'll tell you the one moment in that whole thing that got me was when he used the tenant line. When uh, when he was over the fireplace and he was like, I don't want to go. I was just like, oh, they did it again. <laughs> How did they do it twice? <laughs> I want I want you to, to I want you to ask Erin for me what her thoughts were when you were reacting to that. Um, what were you thinking when I was reacting to in Adventure in Space and Time, when he was the old guy, was like, I don't want to go. Do you remember when he was talking to his wife? Yeah, but I don't remember. You were probably pretty into it yourself. I don't think she would, would have been paying me too much attention. Oh, right on. You know, I think she so would... The man tears flowing didn't, uh, didn't shake Aaron up at all? Oh, she's used to my tears flowing. So, yeah, no, that wouldn't have been like an... Uh, even though it was Doctor Who, that wouldn't have been anything special. Man... Fucking undercover boss, and I'm crying like a bitch, man. <laughs> like, you know. Well, no, that I hear you. I don't know I, why. I caught, I, I caught an episode of that once, while even at the uh, at one of the conventions. I think at C2E2. Okay, yeah. In the hotel room, and I was like, "What?" I'm at that age, man, where you know I got kids now, and this and that, and I'm old enough that I've gained friends, lost friends, has said goodbye to people, blah 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 blah, and now, yeah, man. You know, you ever come you come across like uh, the news and it's one of those soldier coming home surprise things. Oh, done, done. done. Undercover boss, done. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I'm just there's there's no sense in me. You know, Doctor Who. That was a fucking cry fest for me. But it was also a giggle fest. Like there was so much to get excited about because when they got excited, I would get excited. You know, mm -hmm. like the round things. Oh, I love the round things. Yes. What do you do? I have no idea. You're just like, yay, the round things. Like, yes. <laughs> and, you know, pointing out stuff like, you know, I, there was, there would be times when things would come up. Like be, I'd be like, look, Aaron, those are river shoes or whatever, you know, like, and you were able to point them out before the, before it hit the internet the next hour. 
Did you see them for yourself? It's like, I got it first. I, I didn't get it. all of them, but I noticed most of them. Like, the most exciting thing was right off the bat, I got really giddy when the uh, black and white, like, theme opening came up. Oh, and I, like, turned to Aaron, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and then it played through, and then the very first shot being basically the first shot of the first show of Doctor Who coming down on the school sign. Uh, that was thrilling. I absolutely loved that. But I didn't notice that it said uh, that it had Ian's name on the sign as headmaster or governor or whatever. Some, um, yeah, something yeah, like that. I didn't notice that the first time. I knew it was the one sign was the, the lane and everything, but uh, you know, I, it took pointing out for me to notice. But I think that's something that somebody would have had to freeze frame. I don't know if anybody would have noticed that small a thing, but people did. Who said nuts? It said I Chesterton, so mm-hmm. it, the name Ian didn't. But Chesterton is one yeah. of those names. You know? Yeah, he was. Uh, it didn't say superintendent or anything, but it was like chair board of the chairman of the governor board or some kind of crap. Something English. Yeah, and then to see Clara in there and now, yes, yeah. that's what really got me because I mean that kind of a pulse through the heart because I okay, so I recognize okay, so we're gone back. Is is that what we're doing? A, a, a nice little homage here and then. Clara's face in the middle of this new homage and then washed to color. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit! Yeah, it was thrilling. Every moment was just an exciting party. Like, uh, that show, 50 years later, and how it just keeps getting better. I, I don't know, man. And I'm just uh, thrilled. Can't wait. Yes. You know, I think it's going to be... I'm going with the uh, big prediction that I made. I don't know if anybody's heard this or agreed with this. I didn't hear much feedback, and I know I've said it on the show before, but here is my prediction for the future of Doctor Who. Are you ready for this? Bring it. He saved Gallifrey. He finds Gallifrey. Gallifrey thanks him for saving them, saving them and gives him a new regeneration cycle. All 12, right? Yeah. Like, well, this he's on his... He's done, right? Like, his thir- he's had 13. Yeah, if you count finish. the war doctor, right? He's got 13 yeah. regenerations. There's yep. a there's 12 doctors, but there's been 13 regenerations. So yes. Capaldi's got to be special some way, unless he's like a veil yard or something. But now it's too late because there was already the 13th, right? So um, I'm thinking it's going to be that simple. Why wouldn't the Gallifreyans just be like, you saved us, man. Here's a whole new cycle. You know, Why they, not? they wouldn't just let the doctor die. So I, it's not like it's a hard situation for them to get out of, but they are going to consciously explain it because they have to. There's been too much demand over decades. They're not going to let that cash cow go. Absolutely not. In New York City, what is your LCS? Midtown Comics. It is the big one, eh? When I get um, paper comics. but uh, Oh, actually, yeah, that's if I walk down. There was, there was a time when um, – when I when I kind of had a stable crib, that I'd just bop down on the one train, and uh, get off at Fortieth, and get my comics. Got some friends who are working there now, um, but I'm not taking home another comic. <laughs> no more of that. So I'm not trying <laughs> to carry another one of those short or long or drawer boxes anywhere else. It's a, it's a, de- it's a, you know, it's a commitment. It really is. Every time I buy a new one, I'm like, oh, they feel that much heavier. <laughs> yes, but, but then I, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not where you are yet. I got a little, I got a little while before I get too sick of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took a little while. 
It did take a little while. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it did take a while for me to get there, but it just every with every move, I thought, "Oh, for God, no, <laughs> not again, please, no. not again." Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's exactly the feeling. Yeah. So, um, talk to me about the power principle. That's yes. Let me do that. Um, where where, where was I with it? Oh, so I wrote the script of uh, reintroducing my characters and um, thought, okay, so how do I do this now? How do I get, because Alan has got nobody's money to make <laughs> nobody's comic book again. Alan is living from hand to mouth, trying to make this little bit of a career work. And the insurance companies are like super stingy. They won't, they won't compensate a brother to to give him the kind of life that you would think somebody working in mental health in New York City in a fancy office in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. You you'd imagine he'd have some tweed jackets with the leather patches on his elbows and car service at the end of the night. <laughs> We're talking about one of those uh, mental health worker in America, maybe the number one most uh, required uh, position at the moment there kids. <laughs> Thank you. Problem is, it's one of the lowest in compensation, in national compensation. Well, if people say that it's not guns, it's crazy people, and you need to worry about that more, then you need to flood some money into the mental health care of it all to keep them from getting the guns that everybody should have, I guess. Talk to them. <laughs> Talk to them. Talk to the people, Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't personally understand it, but we have a way of doing things here, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. We have we have good mental health. I'm I, I'm not too written on the subject, so or too read on the subject. I don't want to talk about it too much, but that's what I tend to be the, hear the argument is down there. Like, uh, you know, if they want to get off the fact that let's just get over it. It's the Second Amendment. We're allowed to have guns. We're going to have guns. Okay, cool. So what do we concentrate on? It's well, we got to do the mental health that you've all said it is, and not the guns. So, uh, yeah, you know, I hope they get on it and I hope that's something that gets pushed because there's a lot of wackos pulling on way too much wacko shit. It's not perfect here either. I mean, there's a lot of work needs to be done here and people do some fucked up shit here too, but okay. not quite to that extent. You know what I mean? Embarrassing. Yeah. It's, and tragic. It is tragic. It's sad. But the it's, tragic first. It's tragic and embarrassing. Yeah. The great nation that should be the United States of America, you know? Yeah. Every the whole world knows the American dream. We all want it to be that way. That's why it's just so frustrating when it's not. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm 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 trying to affect some change. <clears throat> Lots of people are trying to affect change. But I, but I cannot do it from the streets. If I, I would like to I would like to congratulate New Mexico. Right on. Uh, today for legalizing gay marriage. Um, a, a real important state to have done so in the fight for equality, being a southern state, um, bordering fucking Texas, <laughs> and uh, having the balls to pull this shit. Uh, my kudos for this episode and my last kudos and shoutouts of the year go to New Fucking Mexico. Good yeah. on you, kids. Nice. Yeah. So double that. But again, we keep trying to talk about the power principle. Yeah, so let me stop going all off. Well, no, let's keep going on tangents. I like it. <laughs> that. So how to pay for it? Kickstarter. 
So, uh, so I put a Kickstarter campaign together, and in came the Flying Karamazov Thunder Twins with so much support and uh, just like I, it, it's a dream for me. I already had comic book podcasting friends who were ready to um, boost the signal, but I never really and they're still my buddies and friends and we are just and we're that we're buddies and friends but but mr and mr thunder twins treated it like it was a real thing like i'm a creator and uh an independent comic book publisher which it didn't even seem that to me it, it seemed to me like my friends were saying why don't you draw again and i was like okay i'll draw again and try it some more. And they were like, cool. And I was like, cool. And then here come Jason and James. Can we have an interview with you? Can you draw up? Can you, can you give us a sketch? Come meet us over here in this room and we'll do an interview and put you on our podcast. I'm like, what? what, what? what? It's respect, man. They treat it with the respect that it deserves. And, and, and they continue to do so. And that's why I love them. Yeah. And that's why their stuff is is ready for the launch pad. Get in. <laughs> it's the WooMates.com, kids. Yeah, that's yes, right. sir. <laughs> so, so there went the um, Kickstarter, and um, and it worked out. It was nice. It worked out. Uh, we succeeded. And so I am I am uh, now finishing issues seven and eight. Issues one to six have been printed and distributed um, to the Kickstarter um, for as rewards, and seven and eight are still due to to go out there. So I'm doing that. From one to eight will be collected, and that was the subject of the second Kickstarter. So the first Kickstarter was for black and white comics, um, and number eight is going to be in color. The Second Kickstarter is to put them in a trade and make it all color. Cool. So I'm doing that and I'm coloring them, and it's it's all been a, a continual learning process. So is it almost like an exclusive thing where the only where the only way you can get this book is through donating to the Kickstarter? No, no, not anymore. Okay. It, it was it was what I needed to get capital to make it a comic in hand. Okay. Um. So I have those. And I made extra, so those extra are still available. Where can and people get that and check that out? If you go to www.powerprincipalcomic.blogspot.com. <laughs> 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 that sounds right. I think I saw, I think that's what I read earlier. Okay. <laughs> and if if that is too confusing, go to Facebook, put in the Power Principle. Look until you see the one that has a picture of comic of comic characters on it. If there's more than one, mine is the one with the comic characters. Yes. Go to that page, and there are links that will take you to the thing I just said. The other thing I said. And at the at the blog spot is where there are. Uh, PayPal buttons and you can buy them. Uh, the single issues and all the single issues are still first prints. Um, I'm not going to tell people to snatch them up, but I am going to say this. 
Allow me to then. Snatch those fucking things up, kids. First fucking printing. Don't be fucking greedy and lazy. Get on it. Yeah. Because this the, the the trade paperback I'm putting together, I'm making uh I'm doing some art editing throughout the some of the earlier issues. Cause I'm gonna tell you, the story, the writing, I'm real good at. The art, I had to reawaken that gene. Okay. It was a recessive gene. I have I have the drive and I have um the mem the art memory going for it. So I started out with um, the big um, 11 by 17 uh, Bristol boards and getting my rapidographs and getting my brushes and inks and my blue pencils and sitting down and drawing right. and not liking every single thing that I drew, some, most, but not everything. And it's clunky. It feels kind of awkward. It feels like I'm learning how to walk all over again. Hey, man, it's not like riding a bike. Drawing is not like riding a bike, man. It's something that takes practice and continuous evolution. And Preach. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's not something that you can just – I used to be pretty good when I was uh, in grade six. Uh, I'm just going to pick up a pencil and watch how awesome this picture is, you know. Right. I went through that too. I hadn't drawn in like ten years, and then uh, like maybe fucking six years ago, I started drawing again, and I was like, "Oh my god, was I ever any good at this? I thought I was." Sure. And I've, I've steadily improved over the years, but uh, I'm nowhere near I would have been had I not been lazy enough to not continue to do it. But I hear what you're saying, man. It's strumming my feet <laughs> with his fingers. Right on. You're talking to me. You're talking. You're telling my story right now. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, man. So. So those are the those are the first couple of issues, that that if you buy them, that's what's up. Then I said, you know, this paper is too clunky, and there's this thing called Procreate on my iPad, and I'm gonna start trying that, and started and loved it, and was able to erase mistakes and and just do all sorts of awesome things. So so now drawing uh, seven and eight or seven and eight is drawn. Now coloring seven and eight has been just revolutionary for me. So now going back to um, prepare the, the trade paperback, I'm, I'm doing the art edits and I'm correcting some stuff that looked funky. I think that the trade paperback is going to be the thing to put um, to get this in the hands of folks. Okay. So if you get the if you get the single issues now, you'll have the original like the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, I did. I, I compared myself to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sorry. It's all uh, right. At the time, no one knew it, about them either, man. And that's exactly my point, yeah, right? No one knew those little black and white, you know, things were gonna do anything. Right. Yeah. So that's 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 where my head is at now. I'm 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 putting what I can into the TPB, and uh, that is the so the second Kickstarter was successful. As well, so I've got the capital to print those up when I'm finished, and everybody's going to get everything. And then I'm soliciting to Diamond, I'm soliciting to Comicsology, right um, on. And I'm going to put it out there in the open market after every after the Kickstarter folk gets their thing. And then and 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 and, and Anthony Bachman. <laughs> When I was in a lurch and looking for, because I wasn't, I didn't start to color yet, colored my third issue cover. Did he really? Yes, he did. He's sensational, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's a, he's a, he's a coloring machine. He is a, it eats up a large portion of his soul and existence. 
but uh <laughs> but he in a he did he came through for me oh he always uh, will man the, the, if you uh he also is courtesy of the elegant weapon logo that you'll see sometimes as weapon and as the uh episode <laughs> art and such of the hands with the doob and the you know <laughs> that's uh that coloring is courtesy of mr bachman as well and uh Handling he some, his business yeah he knows he knows what's up so yeah. yeah it was issue three he did for you the cover yeah, the cover he did. Um, it's a cover that that's concerning one of the iridescent, one of the characters who's green iridescent dude, carrying <laughs> um, the the not the title character, but kind of the focus character. So okay. there are so there are five. I want to say there's five. There's not five. There's uh, oh gosh, there might be twelve characters. But my the the focus characters are the guys from thirty years ago now right so there's five of them and the, there are two on that cover the the green glowing guy and the uh, and the little analog little therapist who's trying to uh, stay ahead of some trouble okay that's the cover he did for her that's awesome that's okay the, here's that's a question fun. for you uh the, right. the, the the these are characters you thought up and wrote about 30 years ago how far did the the thinking up and writing go 30 years ago? Did you ever get anything really made up or is it just ideas that you kind of remember you had? No, they, I, I wrote about, I wrote three or four scripts. Okay. And I drew two and a half issues from those scripts and I published the first issue. Wow. Okay. So you still have that? You think you'll have, you, like, basically, do you ever think of, uh, if this works out well, maybe revisiting the characters as they were back then at some point or uh, rehashing your stories kind of thing? Um, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will find. Can I call it? Or can I call it, kids? You're the man. You are <laughs> the man. Uh, your that's... Jedi power, your Jedi mind tricks. Well, that's what's known as Shatterpoint. For all you Mace Windu fans out there, that's what's known as Shatterpoint. So, I guess I've been yeah. pointed. Or Y'all want to know what that is? You go to <laughs> you go to the Star Wars. You go to the Wikipedia. You look up Shatterpoint, Mace Windu, and, uh, <laughs> and you find out what a Shatterpoint is, kids, and you'll know what just happened. Cause that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the first eight issues in are about the reader getting acquainted for the for their first time with these characters who have a 30-year history. So naturally, I'm going to have to give you some of what was going on back then. Yes. And what it might mean for them today and how it all ties together in their some for some a reunion, oh, for some regrets, for you some... You're talking my language, man, because I love this fucking chronology shit i love fucking stuff that's timey-wimey i just I, I got you then i got you i got you uh prequel you I'm, I'm a prequel whore <laughs> fucking i i half the reason i love the prequels of or so much are because uh they're just prequels the fact that they're the beginning of star wars that alone is enough for me to love them you know right on yeah so I love taking oh. shit back, man. I love fi finding out where it came from. You know, I'm all about that kind of crap. I should have been indie, man. I should have been a fucking archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the guy. To, you're the guy I'm writing for, then. 
That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm really, really excited to fucking get my eyes laid upon this. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that'll be exciting stuff. So, uh, it sounds like you're doing it, man. You're doing what uh, we all want to do, and that's exactly what we love to do, yeah? Yeah. I really, really appreciate you hanging out for the evening, Mr. Alan White, Mr. New Mutant. We have come to the end of our hour this week, kids. It's getting late in the land of the Canadas. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I want to get this out there as soon as I can for you children, because I've had a wonderful time this evening. You'll have to come back real soon, sir. Gladly. Just because it's the end for the night doesn't mean that it has to be the end forever. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Oh, oh, it, it breaks my heart, Governor. It really does. It breaks my heart. Uh, <laughs> tell the people where they can find you and your shit. Find my shit at New Mutant on Twitter and at T Power Principle. Did you get that? At sign, capital T, Power Principle. All one word. Principle as in the tenets that we believe by, not principle as in the guy who runs the school. <laughs> you feel me? And then from there, you can find all sorts of links on how to get to the Facebook page, how to get to the blog spot. If you want to purchase them, you can purchase them. Oh, and, I, and by the way, I, I am offering them digital media for 99 cents at the blog spot. So that. You can do that too if you if you don't if you're like me and you don't want to be stacking paper up. Then, then I, and I hear you. Then you can get the digital, and uh, by that you you drop that ninety nine cents in there, and I get your email and I send you the um, I send you the PDF that's in uh, what is it D- DRM free media whatever you can do whatever you'd like with it. That's fantastic. That's a that's a wonderful deal. Children, get out there and get up on this, whether it be the physical state of it in your hand or if you like to just send it through the matrix. Do whatever you must do, but either way, do it. Uh, Thank you again, sir. That's uh, all the time we have for this week on An Elegant Weapon. We shall see you in the new year when it is 2014. (laughs) Happy holidays. Everybody be safe. Uh, One love. 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my god, a ill reindeer. But then I was ill and called a man at a beer. And a bag full of goodies, 12 o'clock at night. So I turned my head a second and the man was gone. But he must have dropped his wallet back dead on the lawn. I picked the wallet up and then I took the pause. Took out the license and then it cold said Santa Claus. Coming in town.